0: Welcome to episode 7 of When Life Gives You Lemons, Go Vegan. This podcast seeks to celebrate and share people's incredible stories of recovery after making the transition to a low fat, whole food vegan lifestyle. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja. I'm incredibly passionate about supporting other people to adopt a low fat, whole food, plant based lifestyle and see for themselves that food truly can be medicine. This week's episode is with New Zealand-based GP, Dr. Mark Craig, who discovered the benefits of eating a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet to a colleague, and in this interview talks about making the transition with his family, practising medicine as a plant-based GP, and how adopting a vegan diet impacted upon his athletic performance and recovery. I hope you enjoy episode seven. Hello, Mark.
1: Hi, Corinne. How are you?
0: Good. Nice to meet you. I'm going to get you to just introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: Okay, uh, my name is Mark Craig. I'm a GP general practitioner doctor in Auckland, in Graylin, uh, in Auckland, New Zealand, where I've been for seven years, although I will be moving on next year. I came into plant-based medicine, plant-based whole foods, nutrition and medicine and lifestyle medicine about five years ago. That's really my passion and, and my big interest in, in medicine, really, at the moment. Um, and going forward
0: that's so good because there's just not enough plant-based doctors around so it's really exciting I was really excited to interview you because you're the first GP that I've interviewed so it's really exciting for me to know that there's a growing population of plant-based GPs out there yeah
1: yeah
0: so how did you get into this area
1: so uh, it was through a colleague. Uh, she's called Dr. Fiona Gordon. So she works with me. And she was probably for, oh, I can't think about it now, but maybe a year or two, or maybe longer than that, she was eating huge plant We worked together, we shared sort of lunch room, um, huge plant based meals, and reading up on all the stuff with uh, the, some of the big plant based websites nutritionfacts.org, um, Joel Furman, Dr. Furman. And uh, and I kind of I was very skeptical, so I kind of I saw what she was doing, but I you know I thought well if if this is such a big thing, you know she was saying oh you can improve disease outcomes and you know a lot of the things we see, um, a lot of the patients we see, a lot of the diseases. Um, if you can improve it with, with this sort of diet, everyone would know about it. It would be big news. It would be all over the you know it would be standard text. It would be taught in medical schools. The whole focus would be on it. Um, I mean, there was well, a bit more than lip service paid to, uh, lifestyle medicine and diets, um, in, in medicine, you know, things like diabetes, you know, in particular is a big one, but it's, yeah, it's, it's soon glossed over as, as too hard basket and people move on to the pills and the medicines. And that's where all the main focus is, is in medicine. So it was through this colleague and eventually she, she got me to look, I think at Watch a couple of Gregor's videos and Joel Furman, maybe one or two of his passages. And then once I saw, you know, I'm very evidence-based driven, so I'm a bit of a doubting Thomas. I, you know, until I see the evidence, I kind of, you know, I didn't really believe it, you know, like we were talking about earlier. And then I watched Gregor's video, his his, uh, review of the year, 2012. And I remember just sitting and watching it and my sort of jaw dropping as he went through and showed the scientific studies and all the evidence for the biggest killers and the biggest causes of disease burden in in the western world you know heart disease cancer obviously the top two but also neurological things like ms and minor complaints like headache constipation gut problems all those sorts of things and, and i was blown away really and yeah it's yeah i watched that and then I watched another video and then just you know it snowballed from there uh, yeah it's it was you know quite a jaw-dropping moment i suppose really enlightening really sort of a eureka thing because every day I see the patients, the biggest things we, I work in, a, it's got a very low cost access. So it's quite a high needs, um, sociodemographic population um, in central Auckland. And a standard patient would have diabetes, uh, blood pressure, possibly heart disease, cholesterol, maybe gout. And 75% will be overweight, maybe more um you know some significantly overweight with things like sleep apnea and these really terrible conditions that come from from that and you realize that all this can be reversed you know and it's more than just to lose a little bit of weight and go for a jog around the field you know it's yeah i mean we can talk about it a bit more but it, you know getting people moving this direction it's for some people i just say eat a few more fruit and veggies uh, you know, depending on how ready people are to change. But for some people, you know, I attract a lot of people now who are vegans or interested specifically in plant-based medicine. And, and then we, we talk in a bit more detail and things like cutting down and cutting out oils and sugar and um, uh, salts and those kind of things. But yeah, I was just blown away by, um, by Gregor's video. He's such a, in nutritionfacts.org, if anyone hasn't heard of it, it's such a brilliant encyclopedic resource. Uh, a non-profit driven thing that's the big thing about it actually that got me interested that he wasn't selling anything you know he's just selling the information and the information's out there and you can go and look it up in journals you can go and read it um satisfy yourself it's very hard to do that as an individual obviously you know i'm not a research scientist anymore i've done done research papers in the past but you can read review articles and then corresponding review articles and then counter arguments and then you realize actually this, this stuff's out there it's largely established and accepted it's just the message gets muddied and blurred by industry and media and and people don't want to know in some ways as well because you know the whole society is built up built around eating and having a lifestyle the wrong sorts of food and the wrong sorts of lifestyle because we enjoy it and we have stressful lives and then but those industries that provide that um, provide lots of jobs and lots of money lots of money to the politicians so it's a big sort of circle we're in that doesn't really doesn't really address the main problems, you know, and it's, you know, I find myself uh, treating diseases with pills and, and procedures, you know, referring for operations and things, whereas I'm not treating the root cause of it. So when I found out about plant-based diet, it's such a, uh, you know, you're getting to the, the root cause of things. But after five years down the line, it's kind of the normal for me now, and I, you know, have my own projects and things I do and patients. But explain to someone who's not been in that situation or been through that change or thinking about it. Or wondering why more people don't know about it. Some patients come to me and someone said to me this week, why didn't no one tell me about this? You've got to tell people about it. This has changed my life. This has got rid of my terrible period, pain, migraines, gut problems, constipation. People who reverse their diabetes, it'll bring down their diabetes scores and cholesterol scores and lose weight, you know, and, and feel better. Just generally feel better and lighter, you know. And so it's t- such a motivation to, you know, you want to you treat the root cause of things. You don't just want to give... Very reductionist pills that target a very small parameter and don't really address the wider problem. They, they have their place, you know, for, you know, definitely. And I, I don't say don't take pills or don't accept surgery or anything like that. They, they work in their own way, but to treat the root causes, you know, it's not always easy, but um, you have to do, you know, you have to go a bit further really and uh, look at your whole lifestyle and sort of your diet overall.
0: When you adopted the diet yourself, did you notice changes in your own health?
1: Yeah, yeah, I felt a lot lighter. I felt kind of. A, I used to eat a lot of processed carb-type foods, like most people do, and it's probably quite high in fat. I thought it was a reasonable diet. I wouldn't I, diet. Such a Cinderella subject at medical school, you know. It's Such as has been well documented. You talk very little nutrition. And you think you're relatively educated? You think you know what you should be eating, but actually, the, the body of evidence has accumulated over years, and, and now we know really we should be eating largely plant-based foods, and this is probably what we evolved to eat. I, I felt kind of lighter, better myself. Gut health was better. You kind of better energy levels, better sleep, Mental, mentally. Yeah, you know, a lot of people say clarity. Feel mentally clearer, less kind of, um, especially after meals, after having a heavy fat meal or a heavy kind of processed carb meal that low in nutrient but high in you know bulk that's not particularly nutritious kind of just felt kind of slow and sluggish um, you get that what we call a postprandial dip light has got a good word for it kind of feel better for it in general yeah I, I don't have any specific health problems myself prior to that that i was particularly aware of but i i feel a lot better i i do a lot of athletics so i do a lot of sports and my recovery was a lot quicker as well so I did an eight-and-a-half-hour cycle round to the Coromandel Peninsula in New Zealand here a few months ago, and I said to myself at the end, I'm not going to eat some junk food. A lot of people go to the pub and have a load of rubbish. And I, I went to the, uh, the little supermarket and bought a head of broccoli, some hummus, a packet of beetroots, and I had to get a bus back because the ferry wasn't working. and sat there on the bus for two-and-a-half hours just eating all these sort of – and a few other bits, and a bit of juice and some fruits and i had to cycle another half hour off the other end and usually your legs would be absolutely ha- hanging and heavy and they felt really good that's one really noticeable thing i felt you know often's like, very hilly trying to cycle up these hills so yeah recovery from athletic you know quite heavy athletics sort of performance stuff um i'm off to hawaii next week to compete in a, in a big race actually so you know you really notice it when you're doing two three hour training sessions and um you know, you eat the right food, you feel better after and better the next day. You know, you've got less inflammation, less acidosis, you know, going around your body, less, it helps clear the lactate. So lots of different ways. Yeah, just day-to-day stuff. And then in my sports and, and in my mental sort of health and clarity, definitely.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. I, I love hearing about the, the recovery. A lot of people who I speak to are, have become athletes since since changing their health and it's just wonderful to hear and for me as well like I work out now probably two and a half hours a day and I never did any before changing my diet and it's just yeah it's incredible that amount of kind of increased stamina and
1: yeah 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 it really is yeah there's a lot of plant based athletes these days yeah I think uh, there's a movie coming out this year by James Cameron or he's he's got his name to it called The Game Changers so he's going to profile all these top, top level athletes yeah The Game Changers movie I think it's coming out at the end of this year or start of next year because um, the Camerons um, who live partly in the US partly in New Zealand are big environmentalists and big plant based proponents um, and uh, so that'll be a good film to look out for and I, yeah i know a number of um athletes in auckland and fitness trainers who are entirely plant-based and you know you're, you're not missing out on anything i mean you're gaining yeah and energy levels to do i mean like you say two and a half hours a day i mean that's
0: that's
1: a lot of workload that's, that's a lot of physical sort of effort i mean it's kind of what we should be doing in evolutionary terms we're always really moving in evolution not sitting down but uh yeah when you change your diet so abruptly you like your own controlled experiment you see what you like before and like you're after and 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 you see how you feel you know and other people catch on it it, you know other people in the gym or other people that you you're with they kind of look and think oh yeah you're doing really well um so you you know you sort of lead the way when you're doing this
0: so are your family have your whole family gone whole food plant-based or you just trying to i always say erode them
1: yeah the boys i've got two boys behavior change is hard you know and you meet resistance everywhere, don't you? And, and it's difficult because when you're so passionate and you see the obvious results and, and you know the science, it's very hard not to be a bit um, vegan or whatever. Yeah. And um, Some people don't want to know. Some people get it but don't want to change. And a lot of people are caught up in their own culture and social sort of stuff that, that prevents them changing. So my kids are six and nine and they're entirely plant-based for the last probably four years roughly. Gradually cut stuff out. um The dairy probably the last thing to go. Dairy and, and the milk, that kind of thing. And now, they yeah, haven't looked back. Yeah, yeah. And and then the mum, you know, it's quite tough because once one of you's into it and the other person's not, it's difficult. And you know, you can't control what other adults eat, but when you've got kids, you. <laughs> You know, and, and you, you know it's so important for kids because you know you think to an adult, well, if they want to eat junk food, that's fine, that's that's their decision. If it's a, if they're aware of the risks, but for kids, you kind of, and if you're kids, you want them to eat the right food. So that was that's, that was very difficult actually. But um, and I try not to go on about when we go out to, for food about oils and stuff like that too much because you know you don't want perfect to be the enemy of good. You know,
0: that's a really great. Thing to say. I haven't heard that for ever I don't think. That's a really wonderful thing to say. I'm writing it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard it from someone else probably, so we're all passing it on. Yeah. Is your family are they all quite plant-based yeah. these days?
0: Yeah, I my when I first went, like you just not to go on about me, but my husband was very much res- very resistant. I he was he was happy for my health. Like for my health, he was 100% behind me he's humb- he supportive of it for the kids. But when I was like, can you do it too so that, it, you know, the kids, you're their role model as well. And if you're not yeah. eating this way, then they're going to be like, well, I want to eat what dad's eating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the devil plays the best tunes, don't they? If someone's eating and they're eating greasy sort of burgery foods and everyone, yeah, it's so hard, you know. Like kids' parties, is tough eh, you know. You just have to let go a little bit sometimes,
0: yeah, I ended up swinging too far the other way with kids parties, like expect the worst. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to find all of the vegans junk food that I can find to make you not want to eat that junk yeah, food. <laughs> and I get there and theirs is like pretty healthy. And Iggy's like, but we've got all this junk food. You promised me. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> I didn't want you to eat it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right.
1: You can't win. It's difficult, isn't it? I, I live, I work next door to New Zealand's best bakery. It was voted this year. And it's an entirely vegan bakery um, called Tart Bakery, run by an amazing woman called Philippa. Uh, She gradually she started the business and she got it going, and then she gradually phased out the animal products, and then the meat went. Last year on her birthday, she got rid of it. And now she's opened a second store in the center of Auckland, and it's super popular. Um, but I, when I go for my lunchtime walks, I have to walk the other way around the block sometimes, so I don't get, you know, attracted in. It's, yeah, I mean, vegan junk food is very, you know, you think, well, at least it's not harming any animals or the environment, really. You know, you don't. I don't feel great afterwards often. But, no. You know, yeah, treat food, you know, as, as Michael, Dr. Michael Greger says, you know, birthday food or whatever. Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. So, yeah, no, now our home's whole food plant-based. My husband feels better, but when he's out by himself, he does his own secret things and then comes back and is like, oh, I actually do feel gross. And I say, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know.
1: Yeah, you have to, you kind of, yeah. It's good to make people aware without kind of, you've got to make them think it's their choice as well, yeah. It's a real art to it. You know, I haven't mastered it. Yeah. In my work, sometimes I, you know, probably rub patients up the wrong way a little bit because we don't have very much time. You know, you're trying to, we've got 15 minutes to see people that have complicated medical problems and might not speak English even, you know, and and then you're trying to get a bit of nutritional advice that goes counter to what they've eaten for 40, 50, 60 years, you know. So, uh, yeah, I've had a bit of pushback, you know, probably quite reasonably, but, you know, my kind of theory is if you throw the net out wide enough, Certain people will pick up on it, and they and some people come back and you think oh, I didn't really expect that, and they've changed their diet or they've tried this or they've read that article, and they come back to you. You know, so if you mention it to people, you know, if you say it honestly and you say that well, this is what I do, this is what the evidence shows, you know, I really recommend it. Given the condition you've got, there's good evidence that this will help. Um, but some people, you know, I had a complaint the other day at work saying, I don't want any unsolicited advice on diet, please. You know, it's difficult because diet, you know, we, we, we're paid to tell people about stopping smoking, you know, or to talk to them about it, Yeah, you know. um, but it's, diet's a bigger killer than smoking these days, it's just overtaken in the last few years, you know, what we eat is kills more people and causes more harm than, than smoking now, and you wouldn't, as a doctor, not think to ask about smoking for someone who's a smoker, and you can see on your screen that they're documented like that, so, you know, it's difficult, it's a fine line, you um, uh, as I said earlier, I'm, I'll be moving um, practice surgery in, in the new year, and I'll be, I'll be looking for somewhere really that has where I can talk about this a bit more freely, maybe have longer consultations with people, and maybe work in an environment that's more set up for that because the modern medical environment isn't really. It's, it's set up for remuneration, and um, especially in Aussie, I think, perhaps more than New Zealand, you know, it's about paying for. Tests you do, drugs you prescribe, and procedures you do—you know—and and there's not so much in in food. You know, there's not a lot of money in advising people to eat healthily or encouraging them to eat the whole food, plant based diet um, at the moment. There is in the states, and the Kaiser Permanente, the big medical um, insurance people there—they—they they, um, have a. a uh, I think they have a remuneration for doctors who are, will educate people in those areas, or patients who want to, to try the diet and, and give it a go. Um, but you know, otherwise in medicine it's not really set up for it at the moment. You know, which is a great shame. You know, and that's that's why I go and I do a bit of public speaking and speak at events and vegan food fairs and um just local seminars just to try and spread the word a bit you know and i'd love to get bigger with that i'd love to get you know large numbers of people um next month we've actually got dr michael clapper so one of the big um, stars of, of nutrition um plant-based healthy nutrition um coming down so he'll be speaking in aussie with you guys
0: yeah I, i'm speaking with you are you going to the melbourne one
1: uh, no, well, I'll be in Auckland, so I'll um, I won't be coming out with a tassie. But
0: um, I'll be in the Melbourne one. You'll
1: be there, will you? Excellent.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be talking at it, just telling about my little MS story. You are
1: fantastic, excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be saying a few words here, but it's it's so encouraging. For, you know, it's easy for me to stand there and say, "Well, this is the evidence," but to hear someone like you, you know, tell your story, you know, is is worth ten times that. You know, people people really. You know, get the point where it's a personal story. so that's that's massive. yeah,
0: in the inverse of that, for me, you know I was you know you're told you know f- so many people are told by GPS, there's no science to diet, there's no science to diet, there's no science to diet. eat whatever you want and just take these pills or this medication. And so hearing from doctors as well, because a lot of people don't they they love a personal story, but I mean, there's also I think that people want they want someone who they, they think is a science brain to tell them as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. It is complementary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the seminar we're having, we, we'll have people pay, you know come in and tell their stories as well. So you know, both go hand in hand. I agree. What's some
0: of the what some of the most interesting things you've noticed for patients you have taken on your advice as far as healing and health benefits that you've noticed in your own patients over the five years that you've been practicing?
1: There's kind of some objective measures. So things like blood pressure, weight, you know, stuff we measure all the time with people, blood pressure, weight, cholesterols, bring your diabetes score down, you know, your, your um, number called HBA1C, that's your essentially your diabetes score, if you like. Those, those are some of the big things you see. And then there's lots of intang- well subjective kind of I guess, um, symptoms. Like this lady who came, came back in last week and said, I had absolutely debilitating painful periods every month. Like, I had it for years and years since I was young. And she said, they've gone, they've cleared up. And she thinks it was the dairy. Um, and also she had terrible mucositis, terrible kind of sinus congestion and allergies, and that cleared up as well. And migraines and headaches. And some of these things are, are interrelated. So it's, it's a mixture of those, really. Yeah, it's difficult when you're just seeing people one by one, and, you know, if. so there are, I mean, the good thing about this method, there, there, is, there are randomized controlled studies, so the gold standard studies, they have been done for heart disease and cancers um, uh, and some of the big diabetes by, by some of the big guys, mostly in the States. So, you, you know this works. Ideally, if I was working somewhere like True North, this big uh, health, plant-based health facility in, in Santa Rosa in the States. Catalog all the patients, and you go through the results, and you sum them over. The, you know, it's in general practice, it's hard to do that. So it's it's a bit more anecdotal, but you know, you're you're seeing it again and again. And it, it, it agrees with what the studies have shown. So, and, and patients tell you, you know, they feel so much better on it. You know, I can't think of anyone who said I feel worse, or you know, uh, you know, maybe they've had sort of issues with changing the diet, or maybe they don't agree with pulses or legumes or something like that. But no one feels worse for, for eating more of this sort of food, you know. And that's what I say to some people. You know, a lot of people don't want to go. You know, I don't like to call it vegan because vegan is more of an ethical thing to me. Um, in terms, of, doesn't really describe the quality of your diet. Yeah, I, you know, people have um, have changed their diet completely, of get the get the biggest benefit. But if you just move partly that way, you know, just eat more fruits and veggies, try some whole grains. On my shelf, on my window shelf. Because no one knew what a legume or a pulse was, you know. Well, a lot of people didn't. I've got cans; they're empty because I've eaten the food. Cans of, you know, low salts beans, um, lentils, black beans, or whatever, chickpeas on the side there. And people come and take, the, take a photo of it, and they come out saying, "I'm eating those now," you know. And they're a major food, you know. If you read the Blue Zones, this um, study about these areas in the world where people live healthy, long lives without medication into their nineties and hundreds. You know, they eat beans and legumes as a big part of their diet. Um, nearly all of these places, you know, that are scattered around the world. So it's really good to be, get people eating these sort of things. And you eat a bigger variety of food. You know, my diet was kind of a bit like everyone else's standard seven meals probably before I changed. And now I have Buddha bowls. You can pick and mix what you put in. You know, every day is what well, you can eat the same every day if you like it. And that's, you know, some, some weeks I do. But, but you can just tinker and just add little bits in and out. Because people used to say to me, "I'm sure you had, you know, what do you eat then? What's your? You don't have a spaghetti bolognese or a steak and chips or a set meal, or you kind of, you sort of. I mean, you can have equivalents of those, but equally you can just mix and match what you want. Have a grain, have a legume, have some, you know, steamed veggies, or you can make something more complicated like pies or whatever. You know, it's my, my diet's just, you know, it's so much better, so much more interest. I never really had a big interest in food. I wouldn't mind going out for meals, but but now your palate changes as well, you know, you're, you really enjoy the, the food without so much added, you know, processing and uh, salt, oil and sugar are the big ones, you know, I'm not saying you have to cut those out entirely, you know, unless you've got a really sick, bad thing like heart disease or something, but, but, but your palate changes, it feels a lot cleaner and fresher, that's probably the other thing. I've cut down oil a huge amount and I know that's difficult for some people, you know, cooking with oil and those sorts of things because benefits of olive oil are probably very largely overstated if, if at all. And, and a fair amount of evidence saying that we shouldn't be eating much of processed refined oils because it is just a refined fat source with very, you know, not very much good in it that you can't get from other whole food sources. So my palate's changed a lot and it's a lot fresher, cleaner, it tastes foods better. And when I have something really claggy or thick or heavy or processed, you really, you know, it feels good when it goes in your mouth and then five minutes later you kind of – your mouth feels sticky and horrible and you, you kind of feel bloated and, and, you know, not great. You know, th- These are treat foods, you know, every now and then. But, um, you know, 90% of the time you're try- I'm trying to eat good, you know, eat well.
0: Just for fun, your three biggest, like, tips, tricks, hacks – for adopting a whole food plant-based diet for people who are listening or reading and who've never thought of it and it seems absolutely like we've got tin hats on and we're <laughs> – we've lost the plot. <laughs> what, do we, what, what do we eat? What can we do? How do you adopt it? Where would you start?
1: So much good info on the internet. So many good recipe sites We you want to know what to eat. I mean you can either read the science stuff to tell you kind of what you should be eating or you can – go on one of the whole food plant-based if you google it and Google recipes they'll come up with a hundred searches and you can choose something that looks suitable to your you know your kind of genre of food um, and pick some things and it can be simple or it can be complicated some people like really to spend their weekend making food I kind of I'm a bit more of a eat to, to fuel myself sort of person um, so lots of stuff on the net about recipes Um, The other thing I'll say, link up with other people. So it's such a big movement. I mean, there's the whole food plant-based Aussies. There's whole food plant-based Kiwis. And if you're other parts of the world, there are definitely branches in in other countries. Go along to your local meeting. Go along to your local, even vegan potluck. There'll often be a whole food plant-based potluck. Or, you know, but we have a big monthly um, Auckland uh, potluck dinner. So you just take along a dish and probably i reckon two-thirds of it is actually whole food plant-based you know food it's actually healthy stuff i mean people take you know pizzas and junk stuff and baked goods and all this kind of stuff and that's you know it's our monthly treat kind of thing but go along and meet other people and i meet so inspiring you know, about 100 people or more go every month it's held just down the road from where i work uh, on a saturday night one on the first saturday of the month and you meet really inspiring people from totally different walks of life that you probably wouldn't meet otherwise. You know and you see what other people eat and it's really inspiring and it's easy usually and then you go back and you meet them and you go to other events and because it's a bit of network you know if you look on Facebook or any of the groups you 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 know start snowballing you get other ideas and you go to other events and and then you you know you pick it up from there so so they're probably the two things yeah have a look on the on the net for recipes go and meet people locally at the potluck and you know i was pretty afraid i thought is my food going to be up to scratch but actually it can be as simple and basic as you want or as complicated as you want you know people to bake kumara there, just sliced with a bit of nutritional yeast on top you know as easy as anything some of the students um but it's nutritious it's good food you know you know the okinawans in japan who live till you know 100 eat a diet very high in sweet potato kumara you know Or you can make yeah really intricate sort of stuff like lasagnas and things like that. Well, the third thing be, I guess shopping, getting the hang of shopping, and have you need to set aside a little bit of time, spend a bit longer looking at labels and what's in your food and what's got additives and things like dairy and stuff like that in it that you wouldn't, uh, you know. I mean, a lot of people are eating food, and this is true if you go to a restaurant. What you don't know what's in your food. You don't know what's what's in it. And and if you buy cans of processed foods, you, you really don't know what's in it. So it just takes a bit of longer to, to go around the supermarket. And you could look at Jeff Novick, who's one of the big dietitians in the States, Jeff Novick. He's got a series of really good talks and he even actually walks around the supermarket telling you what sort of foods to 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 eat to look for and what sort of additives in because we all eat a bit of processed food, you know, stuff that's partially made up. But uh, for things like how much added salt and fat and those sorts of things. But once once you're into it, once you've been doing it a few weeks, it's second nature. And, you know, I just, you know, go to the fresh produce section, I go to certain areas and I pick the same foods. And it's the same as I would have done 10 years ago, just eating a kind of a general standard Western diet.
0: What would be your, like, a resource, like an information source, a resource, book, link, website, whatever, podcast that you're like, this is a really good one for... People wanting to just get more informed about this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love Michael Greger. That's Michael Greger on NutritionFacts.org. And I'd watch his, one of his reviews of the year if you want to know kind of about the evidence. If you wanted to know about the, f- yeah, what to eat, the food, there's so many good ones out there, you know, like Oshi Glows. There are lots of local Kiwi ones, vegan Kiwis and, and those sorts of things for, for recipes, because I'm kind of into the science, so I guess I kind of look at the more sciencey stuff so that yeah, I'm kind of keep,
0: totally fine.
1: keeping abreast with it. Um, and people, I, I learn it from my patients, my vegan patients who come in and they tell me about this website that, you know, I learn as much from them as the other way around, really, or it's a, a mutual exchange, you know, of, of information. You know, I, yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of vegan, uh, plant-based foodies out there who really love, you know, making good food or, you know, or vegan food. And um, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of websites. It's, but I, I kind of like the sciencey so I like to keep abreast of it and on top of things. And if I'm giving talks, I like to know what I'm you know, what the latest is really. Um, and on nutrition facts there's a different video every couple of days or so. So it's just five minutes, it doesn't take long. And some of them aren't relevant, some of them kind of a bit on a off on a kind of a tangent topic, you know, a pet topic, but, but some of them are really kind of big things that you sort of blow you away and think, Wow, I've been eating rice from wherever, the States for or China for years, and I didn't realize how much arsenic there was in it. You know these kind of things. Oh, you know. uh, I know. But um, yeah, yeah. But the only other thing I'd say is uh, you don't. You know, people change that sort of diet, you don't have to worry too much about counting your macro or your micronutrients. If you're eating a variety of whole food, plant-based foods, you, you know, you're covering all your n- nutritional. Uh, areas that you need to be, you know, you're not deficient in protein. You can get all your calcium, you know, you can get all your iron from beans and greens. There are so many, you know, plant chemicals, phytonutrients and these sort of things. They overlap in different foods that you'll be getting you'll be getting all your nutritional you needs. So you don't people are quite worried thinking, oh, I'm gonna be short on this or that. You know, there are a few sort of um exceptions. I mean things like B twelve you can only get from microorganisms, which are are then up and taken by animals, which is why you get it from meat. You know, if you're entirely fully plant based whole food, you should be taking it, either supplementing it through your foods, through cereals or or soy milks or whatever. But but probably also as well, you know, I recommend it to everyone to take a supplement either daily or once a week. Um, you know, two thousand five hundred micrograms once a week is what I take. But apart from that, you know, there are a few kind of things. I take a bit of nori for seaweed for iodine you know, this is a whole nother topic kind of about just the little extra things you want to be making sure you're on top of. Um, I eat a bit of nori or sea vegetable stuff, you know, maybe once a week. I put flax seeds, so to make sure I'm getting all the right, you know, fats and omega threes and those sorts of things. So a big tablespoon of flax seed in my porridge or in my in my salad, something like that. But this is a whole other kind of side topic.
0: I love it. I think pe- people would really, really want to hear that. So that's great.
1: Yeah, but generally you don't have to worry too much. B12 is the big one. You know, making sure you get enough vitamin D as well from sunlight. You know, so you get 90% of your D from sunlight. Um, if you're a real inside person, you can take a supplement um, to keep above the 75 um, level. Um, yeah, but you know you're not going to be lower in anything else than other people on standard Western diet. In fact, it's been shown on standard Western diet, omnivorous diet, you're going to be deficient. In, you know, at least twice, well, two or three times as many micronutrients as, as a, a vegan would be on. And the studies they've done on vegans, you know. And when you know when you talk about vegans, some of those people aren't eating a healthy vegan diet, they're eating a you know, a pretty maybe same semi- or average or processed, you know, vegan diet. So it just shows you're eating you're eating better, you know, just by cutting out the animal products for a start.
0: Following on from what you were just talking about, I think a lot of people think, Oh, but where do you get your iron or your protein from? And I know that you mentioned it, but I just thought I'd say it again because people you're a doctor and people do panic about this iron and protein. I haven't ever had a problem, but I'd like to just hear it from the horse's mouth.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't know either, you know. I five, seven years ago I didn't know because you're not taught about it, you're not taught about it as a GP trainee. And I don't blame anyone who doesn't know, you know, Dr. Wise. But yeah, protein is in everything. So it's in all your foods. You recycle all of your protein, uh, enterically anyway, from protein you break down in your body is recycled through your through your body. So you, you actually need small amounts of protein really every day. And just about all plant food foods, plant-based foods have significant amounts of protein, you know, broccoli, 10 to 15% is 10 to 15%, you know, protein, you know, beans, legumes, whole grains, these have all got variable amounts, range from 10 to 40% protein, you know, depending on what you're eating. So, and you, as I say, you need very small amounts, depending on your activity levels, you might need between um, two thirds of a, a, a gram per kilogram of body weight. So... If you're like 60 kg, maybe you need 40 grams of protein if you're kind of not reactive. Um, but if you're an elite athlete, maybe you need up to you know one and two-thirds grams per kilogram. So it's that, you'll always be covered by that. You won't ever not be getting enough protein unless you're eating a very niche kind of diet of you yes. know, very high fiber, high water, but... Like if you just ate apples all day, I kind of worry about it a bit. But if you're eating, you know, all those those four what we call new food food groups of, of a grain, a legume, veggies, fruits, you'll be covering it absolutely massively by far. You'll never be deficient, you know. It do, you can't really be deficient in protein if you're getting enough calories. So if you're not losing significant amounts of weight, which is pretty hard to do, you, you'll be getting enough protein. And in the iron... Beans and greens are good sources. Um, If you Google on the internet, vegan iron sources, it's got a list of other sort of foods like black molasses and these sorts of things. You'll get enough iron. You know, vegans and and plant-based people aren't uh, any lower in iron than typical omnivorous people. Um, In fact, probably, quite a bit less um, overall because, you know, if you're eating really dairy and these sorts of things, uh, you know, lack of iron is obviously more common in women of, of reproductive years who are menstruating and uh, dairy and those sorts of foods cause, you know, heavier periods and, um, more blood loss each month, so you'll often be losing a lot more um, than people who aren't taking those foods. That have, you know, dairy's got heaps of hormones that affect the female reproductive cycle and cause heavier periods and more painful periods. So yeah, you won't have to worry about that at all. And so many people find that their, you know, their their periods or their premenstrual, they're perimenstrual issues clear up. You know, specifically cutting out dairy, but but also saturated fat in general. Uh, And in the cancer studies, people who have less dairy have less instances of these sorts of uh, of cancers and and health issues, you know.
0: I actually just on your period um, talk, which is not fun for everyone, but I have to admit myself, one of those things you don't really notice, I'm so busy focusing on healing well, feeling better from multiple sclerosis and feeling my legs, that it's only like a few, several years later, you start thinking about all the other areas that have, and for me, I don't really get any period pain at, at all. Yeah. Um, the last thing would be just to talk about for you to promote yourself, any events you're talking at, all of the dates of what you're up to for the next while.
1: On I think it's the 19th. Um, we've got Dr. Michael Clapper coming over and doing a big seminar after he's been to Australia and be coming. I think it's either the 19th. It might be the 21st of November. I'll, I'll have to look up the date. Um and he'll be giving a talk about what I wish I was taught at medical school. Uh, and, you know, he's now, I guess, Dr. Clapper is probably uh, he graduated in '72, so he's a pretty senior doctor now. He's worked all over the world. He's worked in New Zealand, he's worked in Hawaii, he's worked all around the states and Canada. Kind of very experienced. Knows all about nutrition. He's been in Cowspiracy and What the Health and all these big health films. Um, He works at True North, this this remarkable um, health um, center in um, California where they get people onto plant-based diets, um, as shown on the What the Health film, and they get people to lose significant amounts of weight, come off a lot of their medications and, and, you know, subjectively feel so much better health-wise. Um, so he'll be coming and doing a talk. I'll be saying a few words before, and we've got a couple of other speakers. Um, one of them, Luke Wilson, who's involved in the big broad study, which is a study done in Gisborne in New Zealand. And it was, um, the results were – the paper was published this year uh, showing um, they had 65 people and they lost, I think, an average of about 11 or 12 kilograms. Many of them were able to reduce or come off their medication, particularly for diabetes. So he'll be talking – and we've got Dr. Chloe as well, who'll be talking. She does a um, a plant-based food blog, so it'll be three of us doing short talks, and then Dr. Clapper um, giving a big talk that you'll hear in Melbourne before us. And you'll be you'll be speaking with him, sharing the podium. So
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't know about if you'll be on the stage at the same time. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I'll be a fangirl, fangirling if he. Is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we all
1: will be. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be uh, trying to pick up one of the tips. Um, from him. So they're are two of the things that we're doing. A few other seminars from time to time as well over the towards the end of the year and going through to next year. We try and have something every few weeks at an event or a fair or whatever's going on.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. That's all I have to say. Do you have anything else you want to say to last last hurrah?
1: <laughs> last hurrah. Um, just do it. If you're thinking about it and you're not sure and you're worried about it, just do it. You can. I can guarantee you'll feel better. It'll be better for your health better for you know if you're aligned with things like the environment and animal welfare and ethics as well you know it's everything's pointing in the right direction you know the way that you know our society needs to go so it's better for you the animals the environment so just just go ahead and do it just take take the plunge and go in you've got nothing to lose and you you know you i guarantee you will feel better for it there are no no downsides to it
0: Excellent, awesome. I completely agree. I can vouch for it. I feel thousands and thousands of times better. I would never go back. I really I really am so grateful for you coming along and I loved hearing um, your message. so thank you so much um for sharing with me and for sharing with the listeners.
1: my pleasure thank so and thanks to you for 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 doing this podcast because it's so good to get the word out. you know um I kind of don't really have time to do this sort of thing. I'd love to do more and more, but you know. To do a day job that pays the bills as well, you know, same as you do, you know, getting getting things done. So it's it's really great for, for people like you to to, uh, to take the pick up the ball and run with it. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. See you, Mark. Bye. All
1: right, Craig Thanks so much. Pleasure.
0: Thanks so much to Dr. Mark Craig for taking the time to speak with me, and thank you so much for listening. Next week we have on the podcast yet another truly amazing story about how a low-fat plant-based diet helped bikini model Amanda Fisher drastically improve her rheumatoid arthritis. See you next week.